Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Totally Indian Football Show with me, Siju. And today I have a dear friend, our very own Narko Bhattacharya, who needs no introduction. And he's here to give you all the updates, all the insights about ISL season number eight that's going to kickstart on the 19th. So sit back, enjoy and take notes of all the insights he has for us. Welcome to the show, Arko. Thank you for having me, Siju. It's a pleasure. Yeah, Arko and Abreshwina like is is my go-to people. If nobody is available, people say no. They are too busy for us. But these two always take time out. Uh, even if they are busy, they will definitely take time out for the Totally Indian Football Show, and we love you for that. We're always here for Indian football. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. I will take that as uh, though we have we have Indian football on in our name. So we'll take that. You said it for us. Okay. We are just two days away today. The episode that you'll be listening to is on the seventeenth, but we are recording it on a Saturday. Uh, so yeah, we are just two days away from ISL season eight, if I'm not wrong. And we have Arco for all the bits that we want to know. Uh, his thoughts, his predictions, and of how this season is going to pan out. So, Arko, let's get started, right? I think last season we saw how it was in, within a bubble because of the whole situation that we are, you know, probably still fighting, or we are a little bit better at this point uh, due to the COVID nineteen and the lockdowns. So it was in a bubble, but it's once again a bio bubble for ISL and everyone. So. Arko, just to kickstart with things, how do you think you know it's again a bubble, and some bubble is not something very players look forward to, right? Okay, one is you don't have fans across, but then you you can't even see your loved ones. You're just within yourself. The bubbles really affected what you say operations across the league, and uh, if you look at uh, recruitment, it's hit recruitment as well. A lot of foreign players this year have said, you know, we can't come because it's in a bubble. We have. Uh, kids and we have families and we would I didn't like to stay outside it's also affected staff inside the bubble there have been a lot of staff who've you know refused to come back to the bubble because it's it affected them mentally last year and players of course Goa were in a bubble for eight months last season if you count both the Indian Super League and the Asian Champions League so the bubble's not really helping anybody but you understand why you have to do this because the pandemic is very much on i know you know because a lot of us privileged folks are double vaccinated we think that it's over but it's not uh, i think we have to be careful these are good steps that have been taken and uh, hopefully this will be the last season because i think you know me like all other fans we want to watch live football very soon so fingers crossed yeah, absolutely. And I think we hope next season onwards we would see fans coming into you know big numbers and we get to see the match live from the stadium. Well, now kickstarting with things of ISL talking about, we've had a, some of the teams have played a pre-season friendlies. Uh, Arko, I just want to ask you, does pre-season matches, I mean, actually show what the teams can pull off uh, throughout the season? No, they can be very misleading because uh, preseason is a time for managers to really test out the variety and the depth of the squad. Uh, for example, Chennai played FC Goa yesterday in a in a three-part match, to 120 minutes, and it was divided into three parts. Right, that's not even simulating a real match because a real match is 90 minutes, and they played a 120-minute match where they played three levels. Right, so uh, not necessarily that all personnel are different, but Essentially, they wanted to try out three different combinations. So, the, it's essentially a pointer for other clubs to see how the, the their opponents are going to shape up 
not uh, maybe you know personal wise but tactically they they'll get an idea of you know what this coach's style of play is right is he playing long ball is he playing a low block is he playing uh, you know is he is he using more of the flanks rather than the middle uh, is he keeping possession is he a route one guy so these are the these are the kind of discussions that happen after preseason matches yes we've had you know we've had some conclusions made after you know uh, preseason matches some 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 people have come back and said oh you know this team is really good this team is really going to surprise you or you know oh this team is not that good i would ideally say the best time to judge a team would be after four matches at least give them four matches to settle down give the give the elevens four matches to work themselves out uh and then because he preseason match match friendlies are also not played at the same intensity that you know your normal league matches are played at right so i would you know strongly advise fans not to read too much into it or not to get too disheartened by it either you know preseason is preseason for a reason meant for fitness and tactical reasons and let's keep it at that right and i think every season what when we look forward to a season or when we are done with the season for example uh, something that really catches our attention are the young players and when i mean young players in the indian contingent lot and that's something really surprises us one second uh, there are some amazing performances by young uh, lads and which we you know keep wanting to see a consistent performance from everyone but looking at this particular season i feel there are still more names because we saw a glimpse of it during the duran cup right and if i had to ask you arko the indian contingent that we need to look forward to and when i say that yes i don't mean to include the you know the senior guys who we already know who we already know that you know they are reliable and they will perform the likes of gurpreet or chetri or the likes you know all of them but the young ones who are the names that you are looking forward to i think uh, when we looked at the duran there were few notable performances for example mohammed nabil right i think everyone uh, looked at nemel and went wow right you know this is a kid for the future goa have a lot of those in fact goa have a bunch of young options and nemel just one of them i think christian ridwell princeton uh, should kick on after a very good first season in the isl last year apart from goa you also have uh, a lot of youngsters at hyderabad right and manolo marquez showed that he could improve them you know by coaching uh you have the likes of rohit danu who are looking to break out uh you yes last year you had the likes of listin kolaso who moved to atk mohan bagan you don't know whether it's going to get a, as much game time as he did last year but it's 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 interesting to see if if you know if he uh, if he does keep that level up at northeast united they've made uh, some interesting acquisitions you know they've signed uh, manveer singh uh, who was at sudeva last year they've signed they signed emmanuel alchan chuaha who i think uh, people are saying he's out for the season and he they, they signed a lot of youngsters so so you have to see if you know khalid can really uh, you know what do you say bring them all together into one cohesive unit they signed pragyan mehdi from the arrows also so a lot of youngsters coming in there Uh, and uh, it's a club which has always been known to give a lot of chance to youngsters we saw apuya have a you know brilliant season last year and then moved to uh, you know mumbai city at the back of it so you have jamshedpur also who have uh, quite a few in their ranks uh, at bfc you have the likes of luyon augustine who are pushing who's pushing udanta for that position 
you have uh, you have a lot of uh, B teamers who played in the Durand Cup, you know, who might uh, play in the ISL. So tons of players there as well. Uh, you have to think that East Bengal, because the last minute rec- recruitment will play a lot of these uh, youngsters. You have uh, Am- Amarjeet Singh who moved there. A lot of guys to really uh, you know look forward to. You can't really pick one. So uh, I think we covered a lot of them. But the the four foreigner rule might be a game changer because then one more slot for Indian opens up. So we have to see you know which of these guys gets a chance. You just hope that you know you just hope that this will be a better season because last season it was very difficult for youngsters to get a chance because because of short preseason and because of how uh, chaotic things were. Managers were a little reluctant to give youngsters you know the chance last year. And uh, that doesn't seem to be the case this year because I think a lot of teams have started their preseason pretty early. So, fingers crossed for the youngsters. Now, you did say that, you know, you can't pick one or two players. There are just several of them and you gave us several names. But uh, still, I'm going ahead and I'm going to ask you if you had to personally pick uh, maybe three or four players, Max, that you personally are looking forward to seeing in action, who would those names be? I'm going to have to go with Mohammed Neville and Makan Winkle Chopin from FC Goa. I'm going to go with uh, Rohit Danu and Nikhil Prabhu from Hyderabad FC. And uh, I'm also interested in seeing how uh, Hormipam Ruiva does at uh, Kerala Blasters because uh, it's an important position for them. And uh, Sandeep played a lot of games. But uh, you have to say that, you know, they went out and bought both the Horn Palm and Sanjeev with a long-term view to fixing the difference. So, I am very interested in seeing how these two do. And Odisha also have a plethora of youngsters. But the one that I am waiting to see if, you know, they get they get chances are Nikhil Raj and uh, Isak Banlal Ruatfela. I have to say that these are the ones that I am really looking forward to watching this season. Well, you surely couldn't pick three or four and I think you've gave, given us six to seven names and I'm sure the listeners would want to make a note of them and see them in action very soon. Uh, now, moving on to, well, we always have the foreign contingent who come and mainly in the firepower, they add the extra oomph to the team in terms of scoring goals and getting those three points right in and out. Uh, so this time across, how do you see the foreign contingent playing around for the clubs in ISL? So... One thing with the foreign contingent is whenever a player comes to India and they are all good players, right? I mean, nobody comes to India with the reputation that he was bad. Nobody, nobody says, you know, this guy's come to India for a vacation, right? Nobody says that. You know, from my conversations with a lot of foreigners who come to India, is that one thing is that the, the heat factor is 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 a major factor, right? Sometimes they might build in the heat. Uh, you can't really say who's going to do well and who's not going to do well, you know, simply based on videos because uh, there are there are a lot of factors that affect their performances here. Uh, it could be the heat, it could be team cohesion, it could be simply the, the system the team is playing. Maybe the maybe the guy doesn't fit in the system, right? So it's it's impossible for you know it's impossible for us to say at the start of season without even looking at the guy. You know, they're going to be good, they're going to be bad. Uh, what we're seeing in the you know in the recent past few years is that the number of foreigners that have been circulating in India have have increased. But what I mean by that is that if foreigner plays for Club A, 
then we seeing a lot of clubs b and c opting for that foreigner we saw dellen fox moving we saw harvey hernandez moving we saw ns sipovic moving right so a lot of this inter club foreigner transfers have increased we, of course hugo bumu like how could we forget the the seasons the summer's biggest transfer for my two cents from all the videos that i've seen the foreign contingent i think um, ariza cabrera from odisha Uh, might spring a surprise or two because uh, he seems to be a player in the Ortiz mold, and uh, I think everyone loved Ortiz last year because he was just a real live wire for FC Goa. So Arida Cabrera might be in the same mold. Uh, they also have Javi Hernandez to uh, what do you say complement him, which I think is a very good signing. At uh, Chennai, I feel uh, Mirlan Murzev, who is a Kyrgyzstan international who's played against India in the past. is also a very astute uh, signing that they've made uh, you see look at kerala they have a lot of big name uh, attackers right so the, it's very interesting to say how, how antonio luna how vasquez how how these guys get along so definitely definitely a lot of lot of firepower up front you no know, lot of foreign up firepower up front for all of these guys but it uh, depends to be seen how how they perform Uh, one more player whose uh, reputation uh, precedes him is Casino from Mumbai City, and because you know it's a city group club, you know they would have gone all out to get uh, some really uh, you know big name foreigners. So uh, you have to see, you have to see how how these guys uh, do. But like like I said, a note of caution to all the listeners: um, it's very easy to let's say get carried away by the profiles. Uh, biggest example is Gary Hooper, right? Last year, Hoop. So pure, you know, came to India with a huge profile. You know, people went on transfer market and saw that he had the highest transfer, uh, had had the highest market value. But you have to say on the balance of it that Hoops had a pretty pretty disappointing season, uh, going by his rep. So, note of caution: wait for the season to begin, and uh, wait for at least I would say four matches before gauging your foreigners. I think looking at the Costa and Kone uh, defensive uh, centre back combination of Kerala Blasters, I think they they would have uh, they would have understood what I'm speaking about. So, yeah. Well, we can only hope that they would understand what we are speaking about. Um, now, talking about, I think with other point with the foreigners is like, like you mentioned, there are many inter club, like many foreigners from one club has gone to the other club. So, I also feel probably they would be in a better position to play or perform rather than the new entries that come in. Uh, but yeah, then again, we'll have to all wait and watch because it's again a new philosophy for those players to also adapt at the new clubs. Now, moving on, right? Every season we see it's it's because of the short uh, period that ISL goes on for the results have to be quick. You know it's like demanding. You have to get good as quick results or there would be change in a lot of things. And one of the main criteria for a change is a change in coach. So we have like six clubs that would be uh, having a new coach uh, going into this season. And you know we have Bengaluru FC, we have East Bengal, Odisha, KBFC, Chennai FC, and Mumbai City FC having. a new coach uh, into the season so uh, arko how do you see these clubs shaping up and because particularly with bfc who would you know who've not had a great two seasons in the past couple of seasons and they would really want to uh, restart in a better way uh, this time around and with you know all the problems that east bengal went 
all over again uh, again a short time for them to get the team going and stuff uh, odisha promising but yet again the question is can they do it uh, is this their season uh, and then with chennai and chennai and fc have been quite quiet you know for the past couple of seasons so is it and kerala blasters of course have would they be up there so a lot of things to look forward to for these guys but how do you see these new coaches uh getting on with their clubs well uh like you said siju everyone has a different philosophy and uh, it's no surprise to see the bottom 5 from last year bfc cfc east bengal kerala blasters odisha have changed their coach and uh, mumbai city had to change their coach because uh, i guess uh, sergio lobera Uh, what a new challenge in a different city group club so you opted for that but yeah uh, teams 2 to 5 have kept the same coach 3 to 6 in fact kept the same coach gone for continuity so the problem in indian football is when you change your coach so often philosophies changed playing style changes there are very few clubs for example fc goa right? they know what their philosophy is they know what their playing style is the personnel fit the playing style not the other way around right uh they don't completely and you know again sorry for bringing this example of kerala blasters shatil koshatori kibu vikuna and then you had steve coppel three different approaches right uh, so three different approaches what you have to remember is that these all these coaches are inheriting someone else's teams for example des buckingham is is inheriting the team that you know was built for sergio lobera right at uh, odisha in fact there has there's been a more of more churn kiko ramirez has got more of his his people because a lot of people have gone a lot of people come in kerala blasters not a lot of people have gone out some new additions in defense right so it's interesting to see how they get along uh, i think we already seen marco pezzioli in the afc cup did not have a great time of it is also because i don't think they had any significant game time leading him up to the afc cup so and also they you know like it's 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 i think it's too early to gauge how he do you have chennai nfc who actually people have spoken about in the pre season have spoken about uh, as a patient side who waiting for uh, teams to make mistakes and counter posidar uh, bandovich at least on you know has made people think during the pre season and his Trinil win against Goa in a pre-season friendly was, I think, another testament to the fact that you know pe- people are talking about him. Also, you know, like I said, pre-season friendlies are no indicators of how it will go, right? Um, East Bengal, you have to say by the you know by the nature of the squad and how hastily it was assembled, very little time for anybody to do anything. You still wish them all the best. Blasters, like I said. Uh, at the durand it wasn't the best audition for ivan bukomano which you have to say that it wasn't the best audition losing 3-0 to jamshedpur in a pre-season friendly and then you know they, they finished one all with the same opponent a few days later but you have to say it hasn't been the best of starts for the new coach at blasters at odisha uh, i know there have been you know a lot of uh, experienced personnel taking the calls behind recruitment this year and uh, they definitely look more what do you say more well gelled as as in they look like they've you know they've learned from their mistakes and they've they've sort of gone out and recruited the indians well foreigners again like i said 
Jonathan's, for example, comes with a huge, huge profile, right? But you have to, you know, you, you can't really stick your neck out and say this guy is going to do well, right? Uh, the only one I can probably say is that, like I said, was Arudai Cabrera because, you know, I've, I've seen some few clips and uh, guy genuinely seems to be a live wire. So, you know, uh, it's difficult for all of these new new managers, like I said, because turnaround time is short. I think you also said it, results matter, it's a results business. If they, they deliver, they're in. Uh, if they don't, they're out. Uh, the only guy who's, who can you can say has gotten time and who might have gotten better is Owen Kohler Jamshedpur because because in spite of being sixth, they've got time. And, uh, you know, uh, they've kept faith with him. And uh, he should know his players better by now. Yeah, I think it's good that you mentioned Jamshedpur because now I'm coming to the teams who have stuck with their coaches from the prior season or the season before that. And those are Jamshedpur, of course, who is with uh, Owen Coyle. And then we have Juan at Goa, uh, Manolo at uh, Hyderabad. And of course, uh, ATK MB has Habas. Uh, but before I come to talk about these teams, we have to probably spend a couple of minutes at least on this particular team. That's the Northeast United FC. Uh, Arco did mention earlier and it's not a news anymore, but it's just it is a very, very good thing to see that Khalid Jamil will be taking the helm of the head coach at the ISL club. A first for, you know, throughout the entire seasons that has played out for ISL because so far we've only seen Indian coaches take interim jobs and we saw Khalid take half the second half of the season last time. In fact, more than second half and he did a great job with that team. But Arco, is it with that trust that they're entrusting this job or is it because of financial problems? We don't want to talk about that, but this is a really good opportunity for Khalid Jamil, which would pave way for other Indian coaches as well, right? And how do you see Khalid Bhai taking over Northeast United this season? I mean, financial problems are not... I always say this. Every, what do you say, every uh, problem in Indian football is, is an opportunity as well, right? Uh, I have to say this, this appointment of the first ever Indian coach in the ISL was several scenes overdue. But I'm so glad it's finally here. I'm so happy for the Indian coaching community as well. Because, uh, you know, if Indians don't get jobs in the top tiers, then uh, Indians are probably going to stop applying for pro licenses completely. Because why spend all that money, all those years of hard work on pro licenses if you're not going to, you know, get a job at the topmost level? So, and uh, Khalid, you know, he did it with Mumbai FC, right? For years, kept them afloat. Mumbai FC were probably the Northeast United of the I League at that time, in the sense that they had the lowest budget, and uh, from all uh, you know records, Northeast United also seemed to have the lowest budget. You have uh, Khalid who led them to Isol to a you know tremendous victory, right? And you have he also went on this superb run in the last half of uh, you know the season last year and. You have to say he deserved it, you know, on the basis of his work, his CV. Khaled Jamil, if you know anything about Khaled Jamil team, you know that it's going to be notoriously difficult to beat, right? Uh, Khaled Jamil is to Indian football what Jose Mourinho was to European football in the 2000s, right? Very difficult to beat, uh, very difficult opposition, will get under your skin, uh, they'll keep blocking you, they'll keep shutting you out at every instance. And uh, they made some exciting new signings to boot also. So, 
uh, you just hope that this isn't a one season or a one team thing you hope more and more teams give indian coaches the opportunities because the only way they're going to get better right it's a chicken and egg question like you keep saying indian coaches aren't good enough indian coaches aren't good enough but how are they going to learn if you don't give them the opportunities right how are they even going to get better maybe someone's 80% there someone's 70% there but someone needs the job right you can only get that if you give them a job you can't you know just hold an interview for 30 minutes and say oh you know this guy is not impressing me at all right even in the i league you have uh, teams opting for foreign coaches couldn't be more happier for khalid jamil uh, really excited for northeast united and i would urge all the fans of northeast united to really back their manager have patience with him this is the first time a indian becoming the head coach of an isl team from the very start of the season right have some patience and uh, let's be a part of this change right let's 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 have more head coaches in the top division i say absolutely and that's something really great and what a way to kick start right it is khalid jamil who is leading the way and personally for me as a mumbaiker and for somebody who you know who supported the mumbai fc club that he wholeheartedly kept them in hanging so much so that when he left the club just went down and now it's no more so all kudos and big ups to the man and we are definitely looking forward and backing this guy up uh, now moving on with the teams that we mentioned earlier who've stuck with their coaches from the past season because of definitely a uh, good performance and also a trust that you know probably it's good for their long run uh, but i'll start with jamshedpur it's been a while right when jamshedpur or the tatas came over and they started this club uh, everybody thought that this would be a great start for that region uh, but they have not yet clicked and it's not been their year yet how do you see owen goel leading the team this season uh, will they be a team that you know that we all need to look forward to well uh, it's his third season in the isl uh, and you have to say that uh, he's an experienced campaigner you know he took over midway from john gregory and uh, led them all the way to the final and uh, what do you say i mean i have to empathize with jamshedpur also because they were on the receiving end of a couple of wrong decisions last year which uh, might have you know kept them out of top four you have to see how they gel well together from from for me for my uh, two cents i see that they have a uh, a lot of options in attack right they have walskis they have greg stewart they have uh, they have they have a lot of lot of good experienced foreigners up in attack they have uh, they have the indians also they have len dongle right who the, who they got from goa so we, they have jordan mare as well right who they got from kerala he was one of the uh better play, asian players in the league last year right so you have to you have to see that they have they definitely have the firepower up front they have uh, i think it was pride who mentioned on the pod last day last yesterday that you know they have uh, two of the most underrated left uh, you know fullbacks in the whole uh, league so yeah i mean the ingredients are there you have youngsters like boris um sapam kendi singh you have the likes of uh, uh, komal thattur also coming in so definitely definitely i would say they have all the ingredients now i think uh, 
what is important for me to see is that uh, because he has a lot of foreigners he might opt to play for two foreigners and that leaves them you know having to play possibly play one one set, indian center back right for me it's very interesting to see who the center back is because uh, uh, you know jitu and narendra are obviously from that uh, under 17 world cup batch but uh, both of them really haven't shown the you know uh, promise that uh, you know that was expected of them they also got uh, laldin puya from aizol as a center back you have anas edatodika who you have to say is probably not as good as he was at his peak right so uh, it's very interesting to see you know who if they opt for two foreigners in attack uh, you know who who are the two people who who do as you say who are the who are the, who's the indian center back who plays plays because uh, they have two center backs also foreign center backs you know they got eli sabia from chennai as well right? so they have that option so oen gol has option uh, it all comes down to which of his combinations he opts for and how they perform on the day uh, i expect them to be one of the more cohesive sides going by whatever i've heard in pre season great and i'm sure like this team do not discount them you know we have to look forward to them and it's just to start and you know give them some time and i'm sure they have a really good firepower uh, to impress us now talking about huans goa and manolo's hyderabad uh, we've already given us some names and some glimpses into both the teams but talking about just uh, the coach perspective right uh, both of these guys have been there at their a game we saw that last season and exactly why they are here yet again to do the job but how do you see them go about with this season uh do you still see them giving that fight for top 4 and uh, yeah uh firstly i have to say that i love you know foreign coaches who come here and really try to improve the players right because for me that is always the central job of a coach right it should always be to improve players if you improve players results will come right and these two have shown inclination to work with young indian players have shown inclination to improve them You have to remember that when Juan and the other Spanish guys uh, left in a hurry for uh, Spain at the before the last Asian Champions League match, you know uh, they were left with a all Indian eleven, right, playing in the Asian Champions League, and they didn't they didn't embarrass themselves. They lost two nil, but uh, you could see that Juan Fernando is a guy who's improved. who's improved the indians immensely all the guys were under him i don't think there's any doubt in anyone anyone's mind after the asian champions league campaign that uh, this guy means business right and a few days back uh, a lot of us you know had a journalist masterclass with one and the ideas came through with striking clarity right i mean uh, it it wasn't me i think a lot of people were on the zoom call and everyone was like yeah i mean this guy explains it so well right him then you have manolo who did the same thing and you know manolo for a long part of the last season had to play with two foreigners three foreigners but they did well right they didn't do badly at all right so we're coming into a season where you have everyone has to play a foreigner less uh, hyderabad kind of already have that practice where they played with two foreigners and got a point of the likes of atk last season if you remember they played two foreigners and they got a point right Uh, in the return leg against ATK, they went down to ten men very early, 
and uh, they came back to to draw to all right so this is a team with spunk this is a team with a lot of spirit and uh, manolo like one just simply improves the indian players right simply uh, gets a lot out of them right i'm just looking forward to uh, i know that the players who were already playing under him last year the ashish mishras the yasers the ashish rajs will do well i'm just looking forward to seeing how who are the new names that come up this year uh, like i said rohit and nikhil are two people who i expect to make their debuts this year uh, again depends on situation depends on i think rohit made his debut last year game time depends on how they do if they can uh, you know upset the established order because uh, you have to also see that hyderabad also has a lot of experienced indian players right so uh, for the for the for the youngster it's not just a matter of impressing the head coach is also a matter of doing better than uh, than the incumbent indian at his position right so in that aspect they have the they have their work cut out for them but like i said hfc already ha- possibly have the uh, best full back pairing in the entire uh, you know entire body uh, entire to entire league right so uh very interesting to see how they do and uh, i think goa are shoeins for the top 4 i i i have no doubts about mm, the fact that they'll pick the top 4 and uh, you can see that if hfc remain fit that they'll also be you know more or less there like last season well now talking about the one team that we have to mention is atk mb right and mr habas is once again leading that team uh, would definitely be devastated that they missed out on the title last time around and i'm and they are coming with full power because they've gotten uh, amrinder singh they've gotten bumo they've gotten a lot of players uh, so everyone's looking forward to them uh, you know if that could be translated onto the pitch if that performance could be there uh what do you reckon arko how do you see habas because habas is somebody i think is he's unpredictable like you really can't uh, read through what he really has plans i think habas's comments that uh, you know in the durand cup uh, or in the uh, cfl you have to play in sun professional teams uh, didn't sit too well with a lot of indian football insiders and uh, for me you know uh, atk because is such a result oriented team because of the investment that goes into atk it's really a results team right you have to do well or you're out and habas you have to say is on thin ice uh, not only did they lose both the regular season championship and the final to mumbai city they also i mean it definitely wasn't the best advertisement for indian football when they got swept aside by nasaf 6-0 in the afc cup right so and on top of that he's been given whatever he asked for this this they've got amrinder they've got hugo bumu they've got uh, johnny coco uh, who's a finnish international so i mean habas really has to win everything this year uh, otherwise there might be a change at the helm of atk mb uh, i hope to you know for senior habas to sake that uh, he does retain his job but like i said he is on thin ice and uh, you don't know if the management's going to be patient 
any uh, anymore but uh, you know silver lining for all of atk mb fans is that you have roy krishna and you have hugo boom up front and those two in combination are just devastating right because because of the pace at which isl played of course afc cup was played at a different pace and hugo wasn't available that day but uh, i think i mean having seen both from close quarters you just give them the ball and let let those two do their thing and uh, i definitely think that will be a very devastating pair this this season yeah absolutely and i think that's something everyone's looking forward to right uh, these pairings up there will be i'm sure they would want to create a havoc and that's something we we'll have to all wait and watch and i think it's not too far away because they kick start the league again playing against kerala blasters we'll come to that match towards the end of it we are in the closing business of this particular episode uh, but before that arco i have to ask you what are your top 4 predictions realistic predictions and then you can probably say who you would want to see <laughs> okay um top four realistic predictions let me see right from last year you have to say atk mohan bagan and fc goa are going to be there mumbai city have made a lot of chopping and changing and the coach is new right uh going by city group recruitment you have to expect so the foreigners are going to be good i would say atk and fc goa for sure uh mumbai city yes should should make the top 4 irrespective and the last spot i feel is is very difficult to predict but if i had to stick my neck out i'd say it's between hyderabad jamshedpur and chennai and i see hyderabad maybe edging that right so mumbai city atk fc goa hyderabad yeah great we will definitely keep a note of this and uh, if i had to ask you who will be your dark horse we always say a top dog and then a dark horse right <laughs> that's uh, difficult to answer because uh, a lot of dark horses uh, a lot of people have uh, hyderabad no longer dark horses because uh, everyone now knows what they capable of so i won't call them dark horses jamshedpur yes for me the dark horses and so a chennai for me and uh, odisha if they can avoid the pitfalls of last season then odisha but yeah uh, top dark horses i would have to say chennai followed by odisha great now comes the million dollar question who is winning the isl not the shield the trophy very difficult to break because uh, once the top 4 are there uh, you know that anything can happen in the semis last year we saw fc goa outplay mumbai city in the semis but uh, fall to them in a penalty shootout right so it's very difficult to predict uh, you said and it's you said it's a trophy as well so based on top 4 i've i've said uh, i would ideally the heart says fc goa this should be the year right uh, and having been a former member of the club it's been so many years of heartbreak uh you real i really hope it's 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 fc goa this year but uh, uh it's it's too difficult to call it's too difficult to call because like i said it's 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 a, it's just a set of uh, you know uh, two legged matches two legged semifinals and the final so all you need is like one bad day and you're out right and you could be you know steamroll the league right like fc goa did 
uh, in season uh, five, where they were beating everybody left, right, and center, right, and then one bad day against Chennai, and boom, they were out, done, finished. So <laughs> anything can happen. The head says that you know, in one-legged matches, senior Habas's body say grit, and his news really comes to a forefront. So. Maybe it could be ATK MB for the fourth title. Yeah, and I'm sure that's what he would want it because, like you said, uh, it's definitely their league to lose now. It's their title to lose now, and they would want to win everything that's there. Uh, coming to my final bit on the 19th, we kickstart with ISL season eight, and there's no surprise who is kickstarting this season. Like I already mentioned, it's ATK MB versus Kerala Blasters. Arko, if I had to ask you about just this game panning out, how do you see this game going about? Last year, that was the same opening game, and it was a uh, very dodgy, edgy, uh, played in the middle of park, a lot of mistakes, teams just feeling each other out kind of game. So it might not be the same this time because uh, both the teams have had more of a preseason this year. Uh, Kerala playing the Durand Cup and ATKMB playing the AFC Cup. So, part like I said. I just can't see past the combination of uh, Bumu and Krishna if they're both fit. So I'm going to I'm going to stick my neck out and say ATKMB winning that one. Okay, then that brings us to the end of this episode, and this is episode number six of the Totally Indian Football Show, and this will is the curtain raiser for the ISL season eight. Arko, thank you so much for all those inputs, for all those insights. And to all our listeners, do tune into the episode and make note of all the names that he's mentioned. Uh, and we'll make note of the teams that he's predicted to be on the top four and probably come back uh, once the season is over. Thank you, Arko. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Siju. It was a pleasure. And yes, do not hold me to my predictions. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, thank you to all our listeners for tuning into episode number six. I'm your host Siju, and uh, we'll come back next week. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your matches, and uh, we are coming back next week with a derby special. 